Business Matters in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. Looking for a career in financial services? Consider the Level 9 MA in Governance, Compliance and Data Protection. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 918206 or email execed, E-X-E-C-E-D at lyit.ie today. I'm Kieran O'Donnell. You're welcome to Business Matters. My guest this week is Moncrana-based Irish designer Bernie Murphy. Bernie worked at Fruit of the Loom for 21 years and set up her own business in 2017. She grew up in a family in which traditional sewing and knitting were valued skills and at a time when the textile industry was still a major employment provider throughout the Northwest. Bernie is passionate about traditional Irish fabrics and exports her creations all over the world, with Europe and the United States being her biggest markets. Bernie also teaches the skill of sewing to children and adults at Spree August Sport in Cairndonna. Bernie, you're very welcome to Business Matters. Thank you very much, uh, Kieran, for this wonderful opportunity um, to talk about my business. Bernie, b- before we start, uh, you, had, you had good news at the weekend there. You became a granny for the first time. Yes, we baby Fakra um, was born on Saturday morning at ten past eight. So, delighted. First grandchild, it'll be brilliant. <laughs> Bernie, tell me, where did your interest in fashion and design come from? Uh, from a very, very young age, um, my grandmother, um, on my father's side, uh, uh, taught me how to knit and mommy was always sewing and had projects in hand. Um, my two favourite subjects at school were art and uh, home economics and before, in, even in national school, a Wednesday doing sewing. I just loved it, took it home and had it finished and brought it back the next week when everybody was taking their time doing it because I wanted to do more and more. There's just a passion and a love that that came naturally to me. Are you surprised that uh, you followed that path and you're, you're still doing it so many years later? No, not really. Um, it's, you know, as the saying goes, you people say it's not work if you love what you're doing. I think the love, the passion and everything is there, so it's not really work as such for me. <laughs> Talking about work, Bernie, Fruit of the Room was a big part of your life and a big part of your working life for many yeah, years. I, yeah, I worked there for 21 years. I, I went in, um, I did a course in, in Dublin um, with Anko and uh, it was McCarter's at the time and um, they took me um, in on work experience and when my course had finished it was a course on pattern drafting and garment making and uh, product production and um, they asked me would I come back and work so I, I did and I worked in the sample department there and then McCarter's merged with Fruit of the Loom and then I got married and had a child and when I came back um, it was product development then and Fruit of the Loom so I worked there for 21 years um, there was 11 of us in the team and we we're all still good friends it's just um, it was, it, again it wasn't like going to work every day was different and you were making new things and prototyping garments and it was seasonal and it was fast paced but um and enjoyable and uh, it's kind of one of the things that I miss about it because I'm here on my own now if a machine broke and through the loom you had all the infrastructure around you to be to get it done and whereas now you're oh who who am I going to get to fix that for me or you know so um, no it's great camaraderie and um, 
sometimes even thinking about it, it's cathartic, you know, even the sound of the sewing machine now going is so cathartic and you just just a love I have for making you know yeah. and are you still in touch regular touch with, with your former colleagues maybe? yeah 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 uh, my manager Terry Tedstone would uh, when I'm in, <laughs> in difficulty would come out and help me with patterns um, Terry's retired and of course doesn't take anything for doing it but um, you pay him in kind in other ways um, so it's great to have him and and then you meet the girls socially sometimes as well how big a blow Bernie was it uh, to yourself personally and to the community in general when for the loom uh, closed in 2006 uh, well for me like it, it still was there for quite a while after but for in 2006 um, we we are, we were all made aware that there was times that the different departments would be closed up and um, uh, for me I I liked the opportunity um, to go and explore and my creative side uh, more. Well, was that something that you had in the back of your mind to say, look, maybe I might go solo uh, at, at some stage? No, I, I would say Fruit Volume, in all honesty, was still here. I, I would still be working in Fruit Volume because of the the nature of the job. It was prototyping and sampling and designing. Um, so probably if it was still here, maybe, I don't know, to be honest. I don't know if that would be the case, you know, that I would have left to do my own thing. Um, my daughter uh, was at NCAD and she was specialising in embroidery and she's coming home weekends with um, samples and that. And of course, mummy had to see what she was doing. And um, I found a loss. I, I won't tell a lie. Um, just the friendships and everything that you had made with people in Fruit of Volume. I, I, I would say it was a loss to me, but at the same time, um, I found that it was an opportunity and Northwest Regional College was just up the road. Um, both children were at university and I just said, let's explore Bernie Murphy. Thought I would like to do interior design, so I, I signed up for HND in spatial design and discovered I didn't really like sitting at a computer all day <laughs> doing maps or, or and tier design linear uh, like I just thought it was boxed in so I had a critical study to do with um, Mary Harrigan who would be the senior fashion and textile lecturer in um, Northwest Regional College and I was down looking around the room when and she says you're so distracted I says I'd love to be here and she says really and I says yeah and so I went and I finished a HNC rather than waste a year on um the spatial design so I did the HNC and um, and then I did a portfolio up for the HND in fashion and textiles so I did the two years there and again the children were still away at university and um, Mary was the one that said I think you should go to York Street in Belfast and do your top up degree I says if I get in to do one year I'll do it so I did um, on conditional offer and I went to University of Ulster and did specialised in textile art and again I missed Fruit of the Loom missed everybody uh, it was the most stressful year in my life <laughs> because you didn't know what the house style was and you had a dissertation to write I hadn't wrote an essay and since 1984 and um, apart from the critical study in uh, Northwest Regional College and um, How did you find go back into the education system again after being away for so long, Bernie? 
Um, I think uh, education has changed so much, like from what, when we were children, that people are at different ages. Like I was forty six when I went to do the top up degree in, in Belfast, and there was two if not three other people in my my group that were older than me yeah so it was it wasn't um it wasn't an obstacle i didn't feel uncomfortable there if any you confident going back um i was in one way but i think it was if i like the senior lecture hazel bruce in university she said to me um Oh, one year would be really hard for you and I, and then when the degree was over she says well, what did you think I says no you were right but I was thrown in at the deep end again as I said about the house style and everything but no I didn't feel I didn't feel um, oh, um, a thorn here you know amongst the roses you know uh, it was no it was I enjoyed it I, and again that most of the students would have looked on me because I had the the experience of pattern making and uh, designing, you know. And again, uh, my my end of year show, everybody knew what they were doing nearly on the first day. Whereas I was going, what am I doing here, <laughs> uh, and what am I going to do? And I ended up um, getting, thankfully, uh, thanks to Fruit of the Loom, they gave me um, fleece and zips and drawstrings. And, and that and I actually started to make these sculptural wearable art pieces from Zips that were very successful um, but again not sustaining me in my business so uh, I was lucky to have um, met up with Leo in, in Letterkenny and I'm a member of the Design and Craft Council of Ireland and they uh put on a course on in Letterkenny and uh, with Creative Coast um, just for creatives to help them within their business and um, how beneficial was that to that you? was just the key yeah I I sat and I was um, making these things and uh, and then I went do you know what me and my friend also McDowell um, who I became friends with in, in university she loved knitting and she opened a wool shop in Belfast so she came up here um, and we went on a road trip around Donegal and I bought tweed and she bought wool and I crocheted what was the object sorry what was the objective of, of your of your road trip uh, to source a locally produced uh, product that would enable me to to have a sustainable fashion business. Yeah, uh, and I'm sure you, you learned a lot on on the road. Yeah, yeah. I do. You know, uh, Donegal has so many creative people and hidden treasures that are not so hidden anymore. Thankfully, through um, people like myself and uh, even the. The weavers and the manufacturers, like, and again, uh, the local enterprise office have given us a platform by setting up a website, Creative Coast Donegal, um, to highlight all the creatives uh, here in Donegal. Yeah, it's been brilliant. You mentioned Leo. I'm sure that was a big part uh, of the process of you getting set up in your own business. Can you talk me through the steps of when you decided to set up your own business, Bernie, to when you actually started to trade? 
Um, I've like I probably was making um, again. I'm I'm a member of the Donegal Designer Makers, and I would have been producing to be in their shop, um, small pieces, and then you realise oh, I need a little bit of funding to help me with this. So I approached the local enterprise office and got a trading online voucher, um, and I. I opened my business online on my 51st birthday in 2017. Um, it was so beneficial uh, for me um, to have that experience uh, of people being able to mentor you on where to go and what the downfalls and the loopholes would be. And saying that, all all the people, the, the manufacturers of the tweed would be um, great mentors too and giving you direction and what you should buy and where you know where to go with this and don't approach this and do this and do that so no I think I think we're all what call reading of the same sheet you know which is good and we're all working very much together with you know the help of the local enterprise office and enterprise Ireland as well mm-hmm. and in terms of your first order Bernie can you recall where that was or where that went to my first big order was uh, to Granny's bo- to Granny's bottom drawer in Conceal. Um, I did uh, through the help of the local enterprise office again. I did and the Design and Crafts Council of Ireland. Um, I was taken to showcase Ireland, and the minute you walked in the front door, I was the first person you very strategic yeah and um, Cloda from Granny's Bottom Door just came in and she said I saw you on social media and I was just overwhelmed isn't the word for it Um, the order that she gave me and I was going where am I going to get the workforce to help me make this you know so it was Granny's Bottom Door in Cork so what was the next step after that big order uh, the next step after that big order was like uh, producing for to sell online, you know, and um, I'm, as I said, a sustainable fashion brand, so I'm not fast, fast fashion. I like to make slow, so um, I don't do a collection every year. I don't do spring, summer, fall, winter. So it was two years. My first collection was called Homelands um, because I, I thought... It was quite relevant to me living in Donegal and sourcing everything from here. And each piece was designed and named after a place that had a meaningful significance to me, like the Mahra Bay Coat would have been a place that we would have went to play with friends when we were young. Just having an attachment to it and and that happened telling the story and then my next collection I can thank uh, Michael Tooney Um, he was here launching um, Donegal We Create in Bunkrana and he talked about belonging so I called the next collection Belonging Bernie, what sort of reaction did you get to those collections? Um, My first collection uh, again was uh, the Homelands collection uh, was more like wearable art like uh, that you could nearly like one of the capes was quite ruffled and pleated like the the way I did the zips uh, and 
it, it, that product went to Kilkenny Design as well. Uh, it was down um, on sale in Kilkenny Design in Nassau Street in Dublin. And um, a, a great reaction to that. And then the belonging collection um, I took the following year to, which was more serviceable, practical, like at the end of the day, we're in business to make money, to sustain ourselves, to be able to live. So I brought it down a little bit. Um, uh, the collection was more wearable, capes and um, jackets and trousers and that. So, And I did that photo shoot out in um, Dunry on a rather blustery day. The model was nearly blown off the, the edge of the cliff. Mm. Barry, we're in your studio. You're sitting at your sewing machine. Can you talk uh, a wee bit about what is around us here? Um here I have uh, an overlocker, uh, two lock stitch machines, I have a buttonhole machine and I have a steam presser and an ironing board and I have lots and a, a table for cutting out and a big cutting knife, an industrial cutting knife Yeah, and lots of storage. I would need four times the space but I'd say if I had four times the space I'd have four times the amount of what I have here now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So being attached to the house gives you the luxury of working from home. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people over the last couple of years have had to get used to working from home and that was the new normal. It's always been the normal for yourself, so there are benefits from working from home, Bernie, for you? Benefits are 100%, like that you can, uh, like it depends on what the workload is. You can work late or you can work early, you know, get up at six and finish at six, but usually in busy times you'd be getting up at six and finishing at twelve. And there we'll take a break. Business Matters, in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. Looking for a career in financial services? Consider the Level 9 MA in Governance, Compliance and Data Protection. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 9186206 or email execed, E-X-E-C-E-D, at lyit.ie today. You're welcome back. Before the break... Bernie was talking about the benefits of working for herself from home. It's great and uh, to be able, like my parents are thankfully both are with us now, but it's be able to have that flexibility to be able to do other things in your personal life uh, that you wouldn't have that opportunity if I was still working in Fruit of Loom. You know, maybe they're their policies would have changed and you could work flexi time. But um, no, it's just the... That you're working for yourself uh, and creating beautiful things for other people. So working from home to me suits me well, yeah, and serves me well, yeah. And you're very close to the sea as well, which is yeah. a, a nice bonus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, like even uh, it's a beautiful day today, but it's quite breezy. But like in usually about three o'clock in the day, you would nearly have to open that door if I had the the presser on um, because it would be too warm um, just and then just the sound of the sea um, next door like not even next door what, 50 metres away you know uh, we are very blessed to be living here yeah Bernie you mentioned your, your five years in business 
How has the business evolved over those last five years? And I know you mentioned as well uh, the role that social media has played in your business. How significant has that been to the success of your business? Um, I personally wasn't on social media before I, I started my business, but um, social media has been key, uh, like most businesses, um, to show your product off. Um, and um, I think people actually... Uh, get to know you, you know, and who you are and what you do. Um, I don't really like banging my drum, but you have to to sustain your business. <laughs> like, was that a, a drawback for you initially when you were branching out? That, that you were was it, was I, it not, a shyness? Was it? I and a shyness and a nervousness. Yeah, oh, definitely. Um, maybe just a lack of confidence. You know, when you were younger, not so much now. Like my parents instilled manners on you and you spoke when you were spoken to if you were in company with people and like not in a bad way it was actually it has has made me who I am today and I th- I think um you know I am who I am and like I'm probably getting a wee bit nervous actually talking about this now. Have, you, have you found it a wee bit easier over time maybe beating your own drum a wee bit more often now um, I think yes, like when you get lovely cards and uh, people post um, on on social media or send you pictures of them wearing it, like I have a, a customer in Austria and no matter what she buys, she sends me a photograph and she allows me to put it up, Sivlana, uh, and um, it's just wonderful to hear uh, what people like uh, so far away um, nowhere is too far away now like Australia actually um, I sent um, hair bands to Ecuador um, there in lockdown they didn't receive them but I have sent them since um, again because I, li- I like to honour I know the postal service didn't serve me well then but I don't think it was the Irish post and post it was um, just abroad that um, she didn't get them but they've been sent off again you know I I like to have a good customer service and a good customer relationship with my customers you know <laughs> and they come back and word of mouth is also very um is nearly better than social media, you know, um, because people are telling your story on. Yeah. So it must give you a great sense of satisfaction um, when people write so, so many good things and, and let the world know about what you have to offer and what you can produce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, like Margaret Malloy, who um, uh, started hashtag wearing Irish has also been a great brand ambassador for all of Irish design um, here um, she found that you know St. Patrick's Day uh, Irish brands at the time when I started my business so we connected again on LinkedIn and um, she's been a great uh, ambassador for me ever since I was just thinking, Bernie, you were three years up and running before the pandemic uh, mm-hmm. struck. Were you up and running to a stage where you were able to sort of take whatever came after that? Or how did, and how did the pandemic affect your business? Well, in 2020, I did showcase. Um, I got a, a, a lot of really, really good orders. And as you can see here, there's quite a bit of stock of tweed that I ordered um, to fulfill my orders. And, and then naturally enough with the, the pandemic um, people cancelled 
the orders. Um, so there was two that honoured them uh, in the United States and Germany. Um, and I thank them for that because um, I probably, it gave me time to make them. But um, then when the pandemic hit, um, it was, what will I do? And how will I, I'm here, how, I can't do anything else but work. And so I, again, don't like to take the negative and things, but um, I saw that the, what do you call, frontline workers were at, like at their peril, like working to save people's lives and that. So I started, um, like you could say, probably a, a promotion or a campaign um, making uh, hair bands, um, which a woman had asked me to make before the pandemic. And she had a double crown and these kind of hair bands that I'm wearing, the Anya hair band didn't suit her. And she asked, could I make a flexible one? So I made one with this wire in it. And then um, I called it cabin fever. So every night um, of people were nominating a frontline worker. So they got uh, a hairband. Every night I did a draw and somebody won one. And then for the sales were going quite well for me. And I said, well, it's all about giving back, you know. Um, so I gave two euro when you were reading about childline and children being in, you know, not so happy at home in lockdown. So I gave two euro for every hairband to childline, and they were. I still give the two euro for every pay um, order that I get on the, the hairband to childline. Um, and it's like, you know, as the saying goes, what goes round comes round. So that really kept me in business. And then more people got to know me. And then there was people that were, every cloud has a silver lining. And it was terrible. It is terrible that the pandemic hit us. But um, there was people that liked my product, but maybe thought it was a wee bit too expensive to buy so I was getting orders could I have this skirt or could I have this coat because I haven't been out and they were treating themselves as an investment piece that they could you know um, pass from generation to generation as an heirloom so um, that was so it was it was been a busy two years for me but um, a, a good two years are you set up differently now than you were back in March 2020? Um, I'm well now at the moment. I'm here on my own, whereas before I had a girl employed, and then there was if I got a big order, I would have contracted people in. But at the moment, I'm being more aware of sustainable fashion and making things slow. So hopefully, um. I'll, with the new grandchild as well, I, I, you know, I'd like to spend time with him. So, and was Brexit a, a big issue for you at all, Bernie? Never, never was, um, because everything that I source, I, I source here in Ireland, down to the very stay flex that you use to line the inside of your jacket. I use a lady in Dublin for my linings. Um, so Brexit hasn't been. Um, um, and even my customers, um, there wasn't an awful lot of customers. Um, maybe I, I, it was me, the way I did things on social media, but it, like England was in the UK, hasn't been 
um, my customer base. You know, it's more Europe and, and the States. Mm-hmm. Tell me, Bernie, what's the biggest challenge uh, you've had to encounter in your five years in business? Uh, I'm banging this drum from, from day one. <laughs> it is um, a skilled workforce. Yeah, uh, like I, I have become a grandmother there last Saturday, but most women of my age are grandparents already. Um, and to work, um, to have the skilled workers, they're actually doing what minding their grandchildren now, you know. And again, everybody goes to college and most courses do a little bit of pattern drafting but it would be good in colleges if they did like I did the ankle course even um, to uh, produce a skill that could end up being a consultancy based uh, business for for someone in pattern drafting um, because like their their skills that maybe were looked on years ago as oh you've worked in a factory like me working in a factory for 21 years has served me well and the fact that I can make a pattern and do everything manually I don't have a Kerber system here but you know if I draft a pattern uh, and if needs be I can go to the Belfast Met and and get it graded up for myself you know so I I just think all those things are hands-on, um, even tailoring and how to make and how to finish um, a product is is what sells it. Like, it should look as good on the inside as it does on the outside, you know. Tell me, Bernie, what is the best lesson you've learned in business? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're here, mm. What is the best... Um, I don't know. I think every day is a school day. Um what would I say? Um, I, I probably learned uh, to be more, uh, how would you say, confident in myself, you know, and like uh, it's it's personal development as well as business development, you know, that you need to be able to talk to people and I'm great on a one-to-one, but like if there was an audience here, my voice would be in warble tone at this stage. Is there a person uh, in business that you admire most? Um, for me, I know she's American, uh, is Sarah Blakely, who uh, invented the, the Spanx. Um, she worked uh, as a photocopier or a fax uh, machine salesperson and uh, was wearing tights out in Florida and uh, it was too warm a climate but uh, she wanted, she liked the hosier that was holding her in up on top um, just the innovation and the, the you know the business head that she had on herself that she's like a billionaire now at this stage but it's not about money it's about what she did to make women feel good and I think that's for me um, what I do uh, I would like to think that I and I know from my customers that I make them feel good from buying locally produced tweed and making something that's lying flat on a table and making it 3D to fit their body exactly the way they want it. Bernie, if you had followed your childhood dream job, what would you be doing today? Oh, just what I'm doing right now. Yeah.
um, I can't see myself doing anything else. Um, I probably, when you were at national school, you would have said, oh, I'd love to be a teacher, uh, but I probably have my dream job in that I I teach now in Northwest Regional College part-time, not since the pandemic because of um, the night classes being closed off, but um, I've just started there back uh, in the midterm down in Spreoka Sport in Carndona, which is a... A recreational and educational center, um, and I just love working with the young children, nine-year-olds, um, the seven to thirteen-year-olds. What expertise are you passing on to those children, Bernie? Um, how to sew, be patient, and um, like everything is in this fast world and digital age that children learn even how to the difference in a needle and a pin um, they never go away after a six week project even like there in the midterm we've every day I made something that was achievable in two and a half hours and just to give them again that sense of achievement that I can make something um, and learn how to hand sew how to embroider and how to use a sewing machine and like there at Easter they came back and more came back with them. It's such a wonderful enterprise to be part of, um, Spray Yoga Sport. <laughs> are those skills that you worry that may be actually fading away and are, are skills that we need to uh, look after and make sure that we don't lose? I definitely nurtured and uh, I like even on the national school curriculum now it's it's very much tech and and technology but like for a child to be able to knit and crochet and and sew is really good for their mind counting their dexterity and how they they move their body and and even just taking time out to be creating something slowly and thinking about like being creative like I could start here by making a, a pair of trousers and make a mistake and they actually turn out better than what I we all make mistakes turn out better than what I had set out to do so I think um, for a child to, to learn like I, I know my grandmother taught me to knit and, and crochet and mommy for the sewing and that but like I can pass I pass that on to my daughter and now my grandson like I don't know what his career is going to be but I know he'll be dressed and I'll be probably <laughs> playing around with him but just to Would you like to see yourself doing more of that teaching? Um, oh, oh, most definitely I I I like even last night I started a women's down in Spreyoga Sport uh, I started a, a group of ladies sewing um, they're going to some are more skilled than others um, and some want to recycle clothes which is great again um, part of my ethos is not to be wasting so um, how big is that group Bernie? Uh, there's eight in it yeah and I, I think it's best to have a smaller class that you can focus on everybody's needs you know <laughs> mm -hmm. and finally Bernie what lies ahead for yourself and your business um, just uh, 
probably making more new creations um not a new collection my collection i launched um last august was identity i called it identity for the reason that i think when we were all in lockdown we we actually had time to think about who we are and what we're doing and what we're about so uh, that's the reason for identity and um i again customers you listen to what they want and and take on board their feedback on different products so i have a few little um things up my sleeve and i hope to do the national clown championship now in um september and if that goes ahead um i'll be making product that suits the customer the visitors that uh, go there like waistcoats and gilets and, and things like that and then I'll do gift it in September or December down in the RDS so I have lots to do <laughs> Bernie Murphy Irish designer based in Munkrana thanks for taking the time to talk to us today thank on Business Matters Thank you so much Kieran, for this lovely opportunity Well that's it for this edition of Business Matters thanks to my guest Bernie Murphy thanks to Kenneth Wilson on sound and thanks to you for listening if you'd like to get in touch with the programme, drop an email to businessmatters at highlandradio.com. Business Matters, in association with the Faculty of Business at ATU Donegal. Looking for a career in financial services? Consider the Level 9 MA in Governance, Compliance and Data Protection. Take the next step in your career and contact the Exec Ed Coordinator on 9186206 or email execed, E-X-E-C-E-D, at lyit.ie today. Okay.